This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. a lot of clients and friends over the years who feel like there's something inside of them that they're called to do. They they know they have this inkling in there, but they can't quite put their finger on it. They can't fully verbalize it. They might have some simplistic language like, I think I should be helping people, <laughs> you know, but it, it doesn't really fully fit the idea that's in their heart just perfectly, right? For me, it was, um, I always felt a calling to train, empower, and lead women. I didn't know what to train them on. I didn't know what they needed to be empowered in. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going to lead them, but I knew that it was inside of me and it felt like it was something in my spirit not something in my soul. It felt in my spirit. If it was in my soul, I think I would have been able to tap into it easier. But it was something that was, I think God put it in my spirit to one day reveal it after my soul was ready. So I think that he has literally spent the past 25 years of my walk with the Lord preparing my my soul to be able to, with, um, hold and contain what I need to be able to do that. And until my soul was ready, it wasn't time for my spirit to rise up and walk in it. Does that make sense? You can't answer me. I can't hear you answer me. You can answer me and you can hear you. So does it make sense to you? Does it resonate within you that there is a a piece a part of you that you can't touch, you can't explain yet. Because if that's you, I want to help give you language for it. Because I've I've lived that, that aspect in a couple of different areas. Um, one specifically in training, empowering, and leading women. And I think that if I can help you understand what it is, and help you have language for it, then it will help you be a little more content right now for the season that you're in until until it's for such a time as this, because the Lord says. When he says your season is right, when he says your soul is ready, and when he says you're ready to submit and surrender, your plans to him, I think that's when you get that moment of convergence of, wow, look at it beginning to happen. Look at this thing that's been in my heart all of this time come to the surface. Look at this dream begin to manifest in front of me. And literally doing it without my striving, without me fighting to take it without me going and breaking other people because they had it before I did, without me needing to beg God. But if you have language, you understand 
where you're at, why you're there, and what God's going to do with it in the future, then I think that it gives you the opportunity to surrender to him and say, in your time, Lord, in your in your will, and yeah, use me whenever you're ready. You know, he's using you in all of these other things you're doing in the season that you're in, in the job you're in, in your household, in your family, in your relationships with the one right in front of you. I want to, I just have to encourage you. I want you to speak to your soul, right? This is a part where you can tell your soul, stop being disappointed and downcast. Let's rise up and bless the Lord, right? I want you to tell your soul, we will wait on God. I want you to tell your soul, I am content in all things. Tell your soul, we are going to finish everything else well. We will remain faithful to what God has said to do. And we will move into what he is saying to do when he says it. Okay, preach. So, all right. One thing I started doing uh, 10, 15 years ago was to start journaling. And I wouldn't even have called it journal. I was making a plan. <laughs> that, was, that was my version of a journal. I remember I had this one spiral notebook and I would just build it. Oh my gosh, I just realized my husband told me he saw on the plane last night, uh, he watched Field of Dreams and like cried on the the whole plane, <laughs> like next to all the people. He said he just cried the whole movie because the Lord was speaking to him. And he said to me that the line in the movie, how we all quote it, they will, if we build it, they will come, is incorrect. Did you know this? And I looked it up and he was right. If we build it, he will come. That was the line. Come on. I don't know. Like, hold your hands out and say, yes, Jesus. <laughs> like, let the Lord speak to you through it. If you build it, he will come. I, I mean, let's, I would like to talk to King David and King Solomon about this. Like, what did they think? They were building it. They were like, God, are you coming? <laughs> I, okay, I, I'm digressing. However, I just want to remind you that you need to take action and you don't have to wait for this dream in your heart, this seed in your spirit. You don't have to wait for it to be upon you. In fact, it's foolish to wait for it to be upon you. Be prepared. Let the Lord prepare you. Let him walk you through life experiences. Let him grow you in your faith. Let him nourish your spirit. Invite him to take you on a journey and don't sabotage the things that you're doing because there's something else you want to do. It is a miserable way of life to be so discontent and disappointed with where you are. Because you know there's someplace else you'd like to be. You are ruining it. You are missing these days. You are missing the opportunity to grow in the very things God will use you in later. You are missing out on the hugs and the beautiful moments with your children because you're so excited to get to what you'll do when they're older or when they're gone. You are missing out on the opportunity to minister to the one in front of you at this job because you're so ready to have a different job. You're missing out on what God wants to do in your life right now. 
And my solution to this is to be where you are faithfully, finish this season well, based on his timing, not yours, and journal, plan, uh, communicate, and commune with the Lord in the creation of your future. Okay, I'm saying get a spiral notebook and I don't care if it's on your computer, write, start writing out what you feel in your spirit that is for your future, that you long for. But don't be led by the things in your soul. Your spirit has the ability to be patient because that's a, patience is a, a fruit of the spirit. So, I mean, you can be loving and patient and kind and you can have self-control in your spirit while you wait upon the Lord and renew your strength. Let him train you, let him empower you, let him lead you so that when you get to a place where he re- reveals this plan that he's planted in your spirit, when that seed begins to grow, the tangible fruit you see above the soil will be beautiful because he has developed a root system. Right now, if you resist the, the root system, you will not have it. And then when you try to grow anything, it won't have a root system and it will be up ended. It will be a tree that gets pushed over by a little bit of wind. And you might think, well, that was a really big tree. Like, how did it fall over? That was a big, old, massive tree. It's because it had a shallow root system because it didn't build what it needed to build in order to maintain and sustain and succeed and bear amazing fruit long term. If you want to create things that will be legacies for your generation, that generations to come, then you will need a stronger, wider, deeper root system that nobody can see you building. Now, if you're 18 listening to this, build your root system. Let God do it. Stop rushing. Stop trying to get somewhere. If you're 25 and you're starting to feel like you're getting a little bit late for a couple of things or you whatever your anxiety is, right? Let God build your root system. If you're 35 and you're still thinking, I don't know who I am and what I'm going to do with my life when I grow up, and you're wondering, you know, maybe you're having kids, maybe you're um, just working a job that you wish you could quit, whatever it is, step back, get content, and say, I wonder what the Lord is building. I wonder what my root system looks like right now if I could see it. Take a peek, grab a shovel, go do some digging through prayer and actually ask God to show you what does your root system look like. If you're in your 40s and you're starting to realize who you're not, but you you know who you're not, but you're starting to figure out who you are and you're wondering why it hasn't happened yet, get patient, get calm, calm down, Carrie, calm down. Just uh, sit back and and go into prayer, get into the secret place and say, Lord, is my root system being developed strong enough to withhold, to hold what you're about to pour into it, what you're about to grow from this, the seeds that you've planted, the roots that you've been growing? Is it enough 
to main to sustain and build and nourish what you're going to do in my life with my life. If it isn't, please reveal to me how I can partner with you to do that. And that's actually necessary at every season of root building. And I think about Esther being prepared for a year. And let's not go into all of the other details. That's an episode for another <laughs> another time. But there was a season of preparation. And this season is longer than a year for you. It was for me. And that is okay. Because the thing that God has designed you to do, it it you've been designed to do many, many things, not just one thing. You have an overall purpose and original design of who God called you to be, how he reveals himself to you, and how you reveal him to the world and share the character and nature of the Father, how it's revealed through you. You have a, a purpose in that. You have multiple purposes. Then you have you have a calling on your life, and then you have many assignments. Those assignments come in seasons, and sometimes they overlap one another. So I hope this helps you to understand that when you're in the middle of one assignment, you don't neglect it, you don't ignore it or sabotage it because you want to get on to the next assignment. And in our culture today, the fast-paced movement, the uh, scrolling, the bite-sized snacks that everybody gets dopamine hits off of, it's... It's not actually, it's a microwave society mentality. And I want to encourage you to recognize that that is not the way that you see things happen in the Bible. There is no microwaving spirituality or success or the building of faith. You can't microwave your faith to make it blow up and be bigger tomorrow or, you know, a 30 second power heat up. (laughs) You can't do this. And if you do it, you have to consider that microwaves use radiation to do it. So it's actually not healthy. (laughs) So if you try to microwave things for yourself, then you're actually destroying the root system while you try to make it happen faster and sooner, quicker, bigger, whatever you're trying to do. Set yourself down, speak to your soul and say, Stop it. Sit down, say la, meditate, rest, and press into the presence of the Lord. Practice the presence of God. That is the, the going to be the one thing that amplifies everything else you do, is how much time you spend with God, with Jesus, with the Father, with Holy Spirit, How much time are you spending with him? If you're not in the secret place with him, then how do you have anything to pour out? You are empty. If you are not in the word with him, you have nothing to say. You have good soul ideas, but your spirit hasn't been nourished so that it can lead your soul and your body. So what you're presenting to the world may not be led by the father who wants to give you everything. Remember, Eve didn't believe him. And he's like, you have everything you need. Just don't eat from that one tree. And when you start believing that you can do it all in your own strength, that you don't need to be with him, you don't need to read 
what he says and absorb it and nourish your spirit because your soul and your body can go do all of the things and they can achieve all of the things and they can get all of the things done, you are, you are missing out. I promise you, you're missing out. You're missing out on what is going to hold, contain, and ultimately bear the, the great fruit that you long to, that you long to build, that, that you long to bear, that you long to pass on. You, you want to feed people from the, the fruit that falls off the tree you're building, that you're growing. Don't you? Don't you want there to be fruit that other people get to eat? Isn't that the point, right? And I want to call you to be a pioneer in the area that you are specifically designed for. I want to call you into something that will be made manifest someday in the right timing. I want to call you to patience. I want to call you to faithfulness. While it doesn't feel easy, while it feels far away, while everybody else is getting it, before you see yourself getting it, sometimes they went and took it. And sometimes they were just ready because they had a root system. Who are you to judge? You are not the judge, right? So you can sit back and go, wow, instead of judging, instead of being jealous, look at what God can do. Look at what's possible. Those people have gone ahead of me and they are showing me what is possible. And when you look at it that way, you can learn from it. Yes, I am pro-learning. Go learn from that. Go see what that person's doing that makes you feel jealousy rise up. And instead of allowing that jealousy to take root, say, I'm not going to be jealous. I am going to be so happy for him or her, and I am going to bless what they do, and I want to glean from what God is doing in their lives. I want to watch that grow, and I want to learn from it, and maybe I can stand on their shoulders when it's my turn. Okay, so there is a song called Pioneer. It's by a guy named Rick Pino, and the show notes will have the link to this song. But if you know that there is a feeling within you to do something you're not doing yet, that there's more, well, the truth is there is always more. Good news. There is always more. When you get this next thing that you don't have right now, there will be something else that your spirit longs to do. There will be growth. There will be new fruit. There will be new leaves and new branches. There's always more. God is a creating God. You are called to be like him. You're just like your dad. So you're always going to want to grow something more. And if you're called to be a pioneer and do something for the first time in your life, listen, you don't have to be a pioneer like go get a wagon and cross a country. You don't have to be the first to do something in the entire world. There's nothing new under the sun, so you can't. But you can be a pioneer in your own life and do something for the first time that nobody else has ever, that you haven't ever done before. And maybe somebody, something that your family has never done before, your culture, your region, your neighborhood, never done it before. A pioneer means you are going someplace you've never seen. Even if other people have seen it, you've never seen it. You're going to take, a, you're going to a land that you've never laid eyes on. You're going to pa- pave a path for yourself first. And you're going to have to cut through the jungle with a machete to get there. And 
you know, things are going to bite your ankles and there's going to be threats and there's going to be monkeys jumping out of the tree, landing on your head, stealing your bananas. Like this is going to happen. It will be traumatic. (laughs) Ask me how I know. However, okay, I never had monkeys jump on my head, but I have used a machete in a jungle. So you are called to pave the path, not just for other people. You have to remember you've got to pave a path for yourself. You're the first one walking it. So you've got to go clear the path. And then you can go invite other people to follow the path, right? You can let them stand on your shoulders. That is one of the greatest honors of the world, like in the kingdom, is to encourage, equip, and educate other people to to go in the way of the Lord that he has led you. Amen. Okay. So this doesn't mean... What you're doing isn't important. It doesn't mean that you don't need to finish well, okay? You can create new things. And this song, I heard it the first time when (laughs) we moved. God called us to move to the high desert of Southern California. I was so excited to move to California. I wrote a song on the way there that just my heart was so... My heart was so large with this excitement, anticipation that I was going someplace I was literally made to be, you know. Um, We didn't stay long enough in California. But when I got to Southern California, after the Lord showed us, like, what to do, we were going to go do our first, in our our crisis response ministry, ministry, our, um, our organization that we run, my husband and I were birthing this three-month crisis response missionary training school in a blown-out hotel in Lucerne Valley, Southern California. I knew it was the desert. I didn't understand what high desert meant. I didn't know that it was 130 in the summer and then a 30 and snowing in the winter. I didn't know this was possible on the earth, but it is. And we go out there because we had friends who ran a camp up on the mountain. And after like all of the hard work of what we'd been doing, we left home. We were going to the desert as God was calling us to train up a new breed of missionaries to the harvest field of crisis and not just send them out on deployment, but also for the ones who wanted to be missionaries, like actually train them in three months how to go live in the the actual field of crisis, right? So we're going up the backside of this mountain one day down the front side, on the ocean side, into like Riverside, California. It's a beautiful hour and a half drive down the mountains. It's gorgeous. But on the back side, where the mountain comes down into the desert, it is a steep hairpin turn, 45 minute drive. And literally, you couldn't drive, I couldn't drink a soda <laughs> before we went up. <laughs> My stomach would start hurting because I'm like, oh my gosh, put the Dr. Pepper away. (laughs) Because you go, we would literally go thousands of feet up in the air in 45 minutes. And by the time I would get there, I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. This was terrible. And one day on this ride, we, my husband, somebody had sent him a link to this song called Pioneer. And by golly, that's what we were doing. We'd been pioneering for years already in so many areas, but now we're pioneering again and didn't know we were pioneering. It didn't have the language, right? It didn't have my mind wrapped around what we were going to do. And I go 
and put this song on and I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read you the lyrics because we just bawled. We played it again and again and we just bawled driving up the up the mountain. It was like feeling known for the first time. And I hope that it's a blessing to you to hear these words. I want you to go listen to the song. It's really beautiful. But basically it says, pioneer, pioneer, keep pressing onwards beyond your fears. And only your father goes before you to your own frontier. You're a pioneer. Uncharted wilderness stretches before you. And you thrive on going where no one has gone. Still, it gets lonely when darkness rears. So sing by the fire until the dawn. You travel light and you travel alone. And when you arrive, nobody knows. But your father in heaven, he is glad you can go. Because those who come after you will need the road. And what you have done, others will do. Bigger and better and faster than you. But you can't look back. You got to keep on pressing through. There's a wilderness pathway and it's calling you, calling you, calling you. Keep pressing onwards beyond your fears. And only your father goes before you to your own frontier. You're a pioneer. Okay. I had chills when I was reading that, and I wanted to cry, <laughs> but I controlled myself. <laughs> and I hope that this helps you understand who you are, what you're called to. And let it, what if you're just called to be a pioneer? What if you're called to do things you've never seen before? What It doesn't mean it has to be massive, world-changing. It just means that you're going to do something for the kingdom, with the Father, in your own life, and other people in your life, other people who will never meet you, they're going to need the road that you pave. You will not know in your day the impact and the effect that you have on generations to come. You may not see it. You won't see it. You're not going to know what you've done that changes the lives of anyone to come. They might be your grandchildren or theirs, and they might not be. Might be somebody who reads that blog post that goes on to do something incredible because you did one thing that was so faithful and so true that it impacted them and it was part of the seeds that God was planting in their root system so that they could become an oak of righteousness also. What if your oak of righteousness looks like having a blog? Even if you live on a country, like a farm, and you're not surrounded by a neighborhood, you're not in a big city, you don't know that more that many people, you're shy, you're introverted, you're not very confident, but you what you write the Father uses you. What if you're in a job that you think is insignificant and you think that in order to make a big difference, you've got to go into full-time ministry? I'm telling you that's a lie from the enemy. You don't have to go into full-time ministry to do anything. You're in ministry 
all of the time because the spirit of God, Emmanuel, God with you, he resides within you and the blood of Jesus and the work of the cross is coursing through your veins. So stop enabling the lies and the excuses that say you're not making a difference if you're not doing what you need to do right now. Don't don't do that to yourself. It is self-sabotage and it's not surrender to the Lord. If there was something else that you had to be doing, he would tell you if you're listening. Stop playing the shame game. Stop playing the blame game. Instead, take full responsibility for your where you're at right now. If you're in doing something you're not supposed to be doing, then go stop it and let God lead you where you're supposed to go. But if he's not giving you direction, be faithful with where you're at and grow the root system. And you can do that by partnering with God, praying about the things to come. Be in the root, root system season and in that place communicate and commune and connect with God about the trunk, about the growth and be growing into a small tree that becomes a large trunk with many branches that bears amazing fruit. Okay. Be in the place of the root system because that is necessary. If you skip it, your tree will fall over. That's not the foundation he said to build on, right? That's the sand that when the wind blows, your house will will crumble. You want to be a faithful follower of Jesus who builds on a foundation of rock, on the cornerstone himself. That's who you're called to be. It's who you want to be. That's the spirit within you rising up and saying, that's what I want. And I will command my soul to be patient and praise God in this moment. If you want to be a coach, if you are called to be a coach and you're not doing it yet, same thing. If this is something that's just scary and you have to pioneer it and you're worried, that's what I'm here for. It's what the podcast is for, my coaching, my courses. I want to help you take steps into things so that you can be a pioneer in your own life, but it's almost like the farmer's almanac, you know, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm going... Here's what I project could be in your future. <laughs> this is what the weather is supposed to look like for the year. And you can go, wow, look at that. There's some information about the direction that I'm going to go. It's like asking somebody who's already taken their wagon and crossed the country. They they already went. They, they went a different way than you're going to go, but they can, t- they can share with you a little bit about their experience. Go find more people like that that are doing and pioneering other things similar to what you feel is in your spirit. If you are doing things that you're not supposed to be doing and you know it, then repentance is super easy. It can happen. Literally, it's about five second, 10 second thing. You just say, sorry, God, I repent. I don't want to do that anymore. Please lead me. And then he's like, great, I forgive you. Um, I cast all your sins that far away. I'll never see them again. Forgive yourself. And here, here's the great plan. (laughs) So simple. Your brain's made to change. So you can do this. And I'm with you. There are other people out there who want to be with you and for you. You're called to do amazing things with God right where you are, not later. Practice doing amazing things now. If you're called to be a coach, start coaching people everywhere without a business. Just go start coaching. You can charge them. They can be for free. 
figure out what coaching looks like for you, figure out what a business looks, just start writing it all down. Do a mind map, um, Google mind map, look in your app store for mind maps, use iThoughts or MindMeister, some of them are free. Uh, Canva has whiteboards you can turn into mind maps. Put everything that's in your heart, put it out there, write the vision plainly, read Habakkuk 2. Okay, you've got so much to think about now. I'm going to wrap it up because I want you to sit in this. I want you to go listen to that song. And I want you to absorb what God is calling you to, to be consistent, to be faithful, to be patient, and to trust him. His timing, he's, he is really incredible at managing the calendar. Okay, <laughs> you can develop this root system in his timing while you're a mom with littles like I did, while you're working a job that you might want to one day quit, while you're at school or, you know, for something maybe you'll never use. You can journal and study and research and nourish the dream inside of you because it matters and it doesn't just matter later. It matters that you're in the middle of that dream, that calling, uh, that you're building the root system for future assignments by being faithful in today's assignment, okay? Bless you. All things are possible. I'm with you here to help you figure it out. How is it possible? We just have to believe it is possible because you love him and he's for you. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.